This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. Hope you're having a fantastic day. We got a lot on the docket to talk about today. Selena Gomez is getting canceled for not taking a stance on Israel versus Palestine. I repeat that. She's getting canceled for not taking a stance on the issue. We are going to be talking about that. The plain lady who had that infamous, that mother effer right there is not real, is finally spoken up about what's happened on that now infamous flight. Plus, Mr. Beast is catching heat on the internet for his supposed dating standards when it comes to choosing a girlfriend. We are going to get into that. But before we do, let's introduce Taylor in Nashville. Happy Friday to all of you beautiful people watching. I've been seeing so many places. Y'all are in South Africa, France, London, Australia, SoCal, Texas, just everywhere. So shout out to everybody tuning in. And I saw someone say, am I really catching this live? Yes, you are. We're real, not NPCs. So welcome, everybody. And you're catching me on an interesting day because this news has ticked me off. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to try to keep it cool, calm and collected as we do on this show. We always try to keep it chill. But I'm going to be straight with y'all that I have some strong opinions on this news, in particular when it comes to Selena Gomez. You are all aware uh, that there is an ongoing foreign conflict between Israel and Palestine, and many people are taking different stances on it. A lot of people are in the free Palestine camp and, and they believe that uh, Palestine is under an oppressive occupation uh, by the Israelis and that what's happening right now is un unjust. There are war crimes happening. There are things that are just, you know, anti-humanity happening right now. Others are on the side of Israel, saying Israel is constantly under attack and what happened on October 7th with Hamas is what precipitated this and they have every right to respond to protect themselves. And, you know, uh, uh, they started it sort of narrative on, on the other end. And then you have people who are all over the place trying to educate themselves, decide where they stand on the issues and others who say, Guess what? I'm not going to give you a stance on this issue. You are not going to pressure me into speaking out on something that carries a lot of weight. Now, Selena Gomez is one of the people who chose to be in the latter camp. She ended up posting this on social media. 
and she posted this to her Instagram story. I've been taking a break from social media because my heart breaks to see all the horror, hate, violence, and terror that's going on in the world. People being tortured and killed or any act of hate towards uh, any one group is horrific. We need to protect all people, especially children, and stop the violence for good. I'm sorry if my words will never be enough for anyone or a hashtag I just can't stand by innocent people getting hurt. That's what makes me sick. I wish I could change the world, but a post won't. Love, Selena. Now I saw that for the first time and I was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Selena Gomez is a very famous celebrity. She uh, was a Disney kid and, and star and rose to fame uh, from there. Ended up you know, having a singing career and a makeup line and all these different things. She is one of the most, if not the most followed celebrity on the platform Instagram. So we're talking wildly famous here. I read this statement and I, I my immediate thought was I can completely understand. There is a lot of pressure right now from both sides of this issue to take a stance and to take a strong stance. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that and you don't know all the facts and the ins and outs and you're feeling sorry for you know both parties involved and all of the innocent civilians who have been caught in all of the crossfire that's happening right now, it seems justifiable to make a post saying, you know what, at this time, I'm not ready to, you know, put my 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 name on on either side of these things and i just want to say i feel bad for all the innocent people who are losing their lives in this conflict and it makes me sick to my stomach why is that not okay and the internet jumped on this girl like i have never seen before selena gomez is the the starlet of the internet for the most part people are constantly coming to her defense constantly saying that she needs to be protected she's such a good person she's so kind and loving she's done this whole anti-bullying campaign a, a lot of different things that she's worked on but now because she hasn't taken a stance that they like they are coming after her and saying, you know, that she needs to be canceled, that she's victimizing herself. And they piled on her very, very quickly, sharing this post all over the Internet, calling her a fence sitter, saying that she should have stood up and stood strong. And mostly it's people from the, the Free Palestine camp, it seems, that are coming after her. Now, they brought up this old receipt of hers, uh, also from her Instagram story, where she spoke out about what was happening in Ukraine, saying, quote, the horrifying and senseless unprovoked attacks on Ukraine continue with more innocent people dying, cities destroyed and families being torn apart for absolutely no reason. But no man's uh, but no man's greed. It's unconscionable to believe this is all really happening to these innocent people. And of course, people are saying, well, if you could take a stance on Ukraine and Russia, why is it that you can't take a stance on Israel and Palestine? Now. I'm going to just preface this, guys. I'm about to go in on this <laughs> because and, and I'm, I'm, I might call out some people who don't want to be called out right now. People are talking about this conflict and pressuring other people and sitting on their holy high horse because it's the issue of the time right now. It's the issue that they have been told to care about. And while I sympathize with people who are looking at the atrocities that are happening all over the world and wanting others to speak out about it, just be clear that none of these individuals who are coming after Selena Gomez for not taking a stance and again, just not taking a stance. She didn't take a stance that's anti their, their position. And she didn't take the one that is pro their position. She just said, I care about innocent lives being lost. These people were not talking about this conflict, you know, three weeks ago. 
They did not care what was happening in the Middle East between Israel and Palestine three weeks ago. Nobody was saying anything. But now that the news is full of it, now that their social media feeds are full of it, now that they're seeing propaganda from both sides of the aisle on this, they suddenly feel compelled to not only have a strong opinion uh, you know, from themselves, but to demand that everybody else in the world have a strong opinion. And mind you, their opinions carry no weight on the internet, right? Nothing happens to them based on what they say on this conflict. Nothing affects their lives based on what they say on this conflict. But they want other people, who it very much does, to go and take a stance, and not only take a stance, but take the stance that they deem to be the right one in this case. And just as further you know, evidence to this point that people are being ridiculous when they force somebody to take a stance on this, you don't hear them talking about any other humanitarian crisis that is happening all across the world right now. You have 1.7 million Afghans who are now you know, being dispelled from their land in a conflict that's happening right now. You have the Uyghurs in China who are in the midst of an active genocide right now in that country. You have North Korea that's been committing genocide for I don't even know how long now. You have millions of people who are struggling to find water and food. You have the cobalt mines in Congo where people are being forced into active labor every single day. There is still slavery in Libya. There's human trafficking all across the United States and countries alike. There are homeless veterans sitting on the street here. There are kids with no homes all over the United States. But because over the last few weeks, you've been told that you must take a strong stance on Israel versus Palestine, you feel the need to pile on everybody who doesn't. Make it make sense. And they come to her and to all the other people who have not spoken out today and say, you should use your social media for this conflict and this conflict only. Leave space for the people who only want to talk about, you know, Israel versus Palestine. Why don't you carry the same energy with every other humanitarian crisis that's happening right now? because there's a ton of other people who are dying and dying in very unjust circumstances. And we don't hear a peep. I'm hearing crickets on all of that. And it's almost as though media and social media and the hierarchy that exists right now has told you to care about something and it's okay that you do. But now you feel the need to create some sort of forceful army against people who say, you know what? I just care about innocent people. And there are innocent people all over the world who are dying unjustly and who are involved in humanitarian crisis. So you know what? I'm going to sit this out and leave space for the people who truly, you know, want to say something here, want to speak out. Let them tell their stories. You know, let the let the the real stories circulate. Let the propaganda circulate. I'm going to sit this one out. And that's what Selena Gomez cho chose to do. And you can't even do that now guys, because apparently your your silence is also violence and you must say something. So she had to hop back on the internet with all the turmoil that was happening and all the people coming after her. And mind you, these are people who claim to care about what's happening between Israel and Palestine, but instead of taking their time to talk about the conflict, to share stories of people on the ground, to share you know, about the lives that are truly being affected, they're using their time and energy to go after Selena Gomez. Is that time well spent? Is that energy well spent while you are saying that there's an active humanitarian crisis right now happening in the world? Probably not.
So Selena goes back to her Instagram story and she says this, I'm taking a break and deleting my Instagram. I'm done. I do not support any of what's going on. Y'all heard that? I don't support any of what's going on, which is in fact a stance. But even then it wasn't enough. People said, how dare you make yourself the victim in this case? Oh, now you're gonna delete your, your Instagram and delete your social media as if people are attacking you. You're such a famous victim. You spent your whole career acting like a victim and now you're doing it now, even in the, the time of you know the crisis that's happening in, in Israel and Palestine. You just can't catch a break. And here's the thing, if you're somebody right now who feels pressure and you're making an assessment on this and going, you know what, if I say I'm pro-Israel, a bunch of people are going to attack me. If I say I'm pro-Palestinian, a bunch of people are going to attack me. If I sit here and I say innocent lives were lost, you know, on the Israeli side and many innocent lives have been lost on, you know, the, the Palestinian side, many on both sides have died and I am sick to my stomach over all innocents that are, have lost in a conflict that doesn't seem like it's going to end. People hate on you for saying that too. So it's a lose, lose, lose situation. It's almost like this activity and this behavior is just reinforcing the idea that you should never speak up on anything at all. Because why? What do you benefit from? Now, let's say she stays silent. She never says I care about the innocent people. She never says I'm pro-Palestinian. She never says I'm pro-Israel. Then they come after you and say, here's a list of celebrities who said nothing during the conflict between Israel and Palestine. You cannot win. So uh, my advice to you is just don't care about what these people say. They will sit on their high horse and trust, trust. As soon as the media stops telling them to care about this conflict, their social media feeds are gonna go back to, get ready with me to break up with my boyfriend. Get ready with me for Halloween. Get ready with me while I, you know, throw up my Christmas decorations. Here's a new soup recipe. And that's all fine and dandy. You can post what you want on your social media, but don't turn around and tell people what they should and should not advocate for when you are actively ignoring millions of other people who are losing their lives, who are suffering every day, and yes, also at the hands of corrupt governments. Make it make sense, BFFR. And I saw a video on TikTok that really made me want to talk about this because there's a guy on TikTok by the name of Pat Lawler, or at least that's his username, and he's a combat veteran. And you know, a lot of combat veterans struggle with PTSD, rethinking the the time that they had, you know, out in, in battle, the people that they've saw, they've seen die, uh, you know, the people that they were fighting against, they've seen die, the people that they, they're fighting with that they've seen die. And you see all these little like teeny bopper children going into their TikTok comments, telling them how they should feel about this Israeli-Palestinian conflict, telling them what they should say, and reigniting their PTSD. And he decided to actually respond to this on TikTok. I'll let him speak for himself. I'm gonna be taking a break. I can't handle having children lecture me on war because they think they've become experts after scrolling through TikTok for a little while. I don't know how to um, respond to that without uh, screaming. And it's exacerbating my war trauma. And uh, I don't think that I should let children exacerbate my war trauma. I think that's just like a, like in the handbook, pretty sure that they write that down. 
Incredible example of propaganda this week, though, huh? I've been talking about it for uh, the whole time I've been here, but this is a really great example. All these people that are repeating very specific things in very specific ways are doing so because they're repeating propaganda and misinformation, which is what my initial video refusing to make was. And then a bunch of people stitched me and took me out of context. And now all these people are using these emotionally charged words at me as if they think that that's going to be more powerful than the actual war that I witnessed with my very eyes, as opposed to the one that they're witnessing through their phone screens. Yeah, you can say all the mean words in the world to me. It's not going to unmake that trauma for me. So I'm going to take I'm done. I'm going to log off. I don't know how to like not scream at these kids and all of them are now being like and we're not gonna vote either we don't care if fascism is is comes it can't be worse than this and it's like oh sign to put your phone down i'm writing a book anyway that's what i've been doing instead of being on the internet so i'm gonna go back to that i'm gonna go back to writing you know what's crazy i'm writing a book about the traumas i've endured and writing that it, it, like sitting in that for hours and hours and hours a day is somehow less traumatizing than these kids manage to be what is this world where literal teenagers are sending combat veterans into like the throes of PTSD because they heard some stuff on the internet and decided that they the way to take a stance was to attack people. People making video after video after video about how privileged I am for not spending the time to educate myself by scrolling through TikTok while they waste their time making videos about me. These very same people who are ignoring war crimes and atrocities happening all around the world to, to just focus in on the one they're mad about this week. While, and and, and not, not, not the ones raising money, not the ones on the ground, not the people being affected, not any of the people doing honest, real work or fighting in this. The ones that are just making videos, that are, that are getting money and clout for talking about the thing that they have never spoken about before in their lives, that they just learned about two weeks ago and are suddenly experts on those people. I, can't, I just can't. And frankly, I think there's so much propaganda around everything right now. I saw literal North Korean propaganda, like, like not hidden, not like, oh, my God, guys, if you look. No, it was like DPRK enjoyer. And it was just like literal videos of like, look how great it is. Hundreds of thousands of views. So like, I, I can't. We got it's break time, baby. <laughs> Call me privileged all you want. So are you unless you're in that war. Right now, uh, like, uh, if, unless you have, like, family or it somehow, like, affects you, you're also privileged. You're privileged to be able to sit around and scream at me about the war. Just a couple of privileged people making it about themselves. And every video I try to make, just, just I, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the war in me starts to come out, and I just want to scream at these kids and shake them real hard and be like, stop lecturing me about war. But I, I can't. I gotta, I gotta, my heart. So I'm going to take care of um, my mental health. Be mad at me for that, too. Be mad at the disabled veteran for not um, going into the throes of PTSD because because you guys think you know more about war than him. All because. Mm hmm. Could not have said it better myself. There's really nothing else to say about this. And that is not to say that if you like care about this conflict or it's wrong to care about this conflict. I personally have uh, many opinions about what's going on right now. Do I feel like, you know, I have to stand on this, this platform every day and, and talk about how I feel about what's going on right now? No, 
you know, and I'd, I'd much rather leave space for the people who are actually experiencing experiencing what's happening right now to, you know, give their opinions. It's okay to take a strong stance on this. It's okay to, you know, want something to happen in whatever direction your your support lies in this this conflict. But it's another thing to try and force other people to take a stance on an issue that you care about because it's the issue of of the time. So if you're telling people to completely dedicate their social media to one stance or the other on this conflict, I'm going to want you to do that for the rest of your life, because for the rest of your life, there will always be a humanitarian crisis happening somewhere in the world. So if you are going to be an activist now and trying to to force everybody else to be an activist on a set issue of the week, I'm going to want you to do that in perpetuity for the rest of your life, okay? So I'll keep an eye out for, you know, every other thing that's happening right now. If, if you're gonna tell other people how badly they need to educate themselves, we'll turn it right back at you. Go educate yourself on the laundry list of uh, other things that are happening right now that I spoke about at the beginning of this show. And then make your strong stance, make your Instagram infographic, you know, put it out on the internet and you are you know, a fighter for freedom. That's how you you win that status. I'm sorry. I felt so passionately about this because I I know we're in like peak ridiculousness in this country and just, you know, all over the world in general. But to see people hate on an individual for simply saying, I don't like to see innocent lives lost, just astounds me. It's just like a whole nother level of cognitive decline that we're, we're dealing with right now and how people can't see that they're being driven by whatever somebody tells you to care about is crazy because, you know, whether you want to, to hear this or not, I know what is happening right now is horrific. But what is going to be the next thing that people are, you know, shouting at you about or forcing you to take a stance on? And if you can acknowledge that there is going to be a next thing, take the time now to assess what is happening now and how like this, some of this is just like straight up NPC behavior. Like you are being driven by whatever somebody is telling you, you need to to talk about today. And still, it's okay to care. It's okay to have a strong stance. It is okay to be absolutely sickened by the loss of life that is currently happening. I, I don't want to, you know, diminish that in any way, shape, or form. I just want to point out the strings attached to the puppets because they are very much there. And Selena Gomez has not done the wrong thing. Uh, much like many others who are just looking at the news right now, scrolling in their social media feeds, seeing some of the most disgusting videos I've ever witnessed in my life. And we're going to have to like reassess that in the months down the line where things change and this passes on. We have seen some crazy stuff with our with our own eyes. And that's a whole nother, you know, part of technology that we're witnessing right now. But it's OK to just feel like you are sick to your stomach with what you're seeing and to sit in that and to not necessarily hop on the internet and say, this is the side that I stand behind. It's okay if you're Selena Gomez with, you know, 400 million followers or whatever. And it's okay if you're just a regular average Joe who isn't even on social media. It's okay.
And that's where I'll lie on my my rants. <laughs> well, we just got a $50 super chat here from Zek Cagle. He says people should not be canceled for not wanting to take a public stance on a foreign conflict. But people also need to understand that they can't always stay neutral, especially if they try to pick and choose when they pick sides and when they don't. I, I think you are your own person. And uh, I think we lose sight of the fact that people can do whatever they want and that, you know, it doesn't your your stance does not always affect the entire world. And I think social media has really inflated uh, what we think the impact of our opinions is. It has really inflated our sense of self. It's inflated our view towards other people and their actions. And if we lived in a world without social media, Nobody would be doing this right now. You would not be sitting at the dinner table with your friends and being like, I cannot believe you didn't bring up what's happening between Israel and Palestine at your school board meeting. But because we have social media and we now have platforms that we can like paste our public opinions on for the world to see in case anybody ever audits us and does like a social credit score check on our political stances, people feel that they can force others to make a stance. If you weren't on social media, right? And just say, just say you're a, a normal person who decided, yeah, I don't want Instagram. I don't want Twitter. I don't want Snapchat. I don't want any of this stuff. Nobody would give a damn. Even if Selena Gomez was a super famous star who was touring all over the world but just didn't have social media, nobody would be saying anything right now. So you are never obligated, ever, ever obligated. Even if you took a stance on something in the past or you decided that you want to speak up on an issue that like really struck you in the heart for, for some reason. Could be an issue that only affects a couple of people. You should never feel obligated to come out and make some sort of public statement. And I can guarantee you that by and large, your, your public statement isn't doing anything. And I know a lot of people are gonna hate to hear that because there are people who truly make an impact with the things that they say, and it truly does drive awareness and education. And I'm not saying that that shouldn't be a goal. I'm not saying that that shouldn't be something that you do when you feel driven towards it. I'm just saying, people should not be able to pressure you into that. Hmm. And if yeah, I mean, you, what we see with this current thing, activism, where it's like post the black square or, you know, wear a mask and my mask protects you, uh, your mask protects me. And, and, uh, you know, trans women are women. We just, me too. Thing after thing after thing we've seen in recent years, a lot of times the pressure to post about these things, to repeat the slogans, to do whatever it is, is more about, signaling what group you belong to than it is like actually engaging with the issue at hand and actually thinking deeply about it, actually contending with it. And in my view, like the more serious you are about an issue, then the less sensitive it is to your your interest is to the news cycle. And the more you will entertain uh, opposing points of view, the more you will investigate uh, what's what the opposing side to your position may uh, may hold and think about. And I think that signals to me that you are serious about it. Posting a black square or chanting the phrase of the day does not signal to me that you're serious about it. Putting the whatever flag it is in your you know social media handle does not signal to me that you're a nuanced, critical thinking person who's serious about these issues and serious about addressing them. It just signals to me that you have made a simplistic moral division on who's right and who's wrong. You've sided on this side, and now you just want to berate everybody who's on the opposite side, and you want to signal to everyone who you think's on the right side that you're on the right side. And, you know, we're we're all about free thinking on this 
this show and and I know that's a that's a big value that we hold and that's what it takes you you have to slow down take a breath and really investigate and think deeply more about the the opposing side and with this conflict in particular i found early on coleman hughes uh on his podcast had like an israeli historian who was actually not super like pro-israel on that side Mm -hmm. but gave a fairly fair and balanced take on the whole situation and then he brought on another guy on the palestinian side uh who's like been an activist long before this conflict started and had uh, refutations for every point that you could raise to. And it, I did neither one of those necessarily like greatly changed my position on anything, but it, it was informative and educational. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm not going to come out with this big sweeping statements here, here on all this stuff. But I think as somebody who it does feel concerned about these issues, that's my instinct is to go in and learn more and educate myself and really be aware of my blinders in this because, okay, maybe I'm more biased towards one side, towards one position. How do I educate myself on the opposite side? I'm like, that's what's going to, if you want to make an impact, if you want to be more effective when you are speaking to people about this, when you do uh, engage with these issues in the real world, then taking that approach is going to be much more impactful than just repeating a slogan or posting a black square or whatever it is. Right. And then they go, they go, uh, well, Selena Gomez has 400 million followers. You know, that's why it matters. It's not because of who she is or the celebrity or whatever. It's because of, you know, how many people she she can impact by saying something like free Palestine or I'm pro-Israel. If your mind changes on an issue where so many people are dying because you saw an Instagram story of Selena Gomez saying I'm on X side, you have an issue. That is a really weird place to be in as a celebrity to influence how other people feel about loss of life based on what you post on Instagram. Do you know how terrifying that that pressure is? Because at this point with how big celebrities are, celebrities are bigger than presidents. They have more influence and more impact on young minds than some of our world leaders. If you were some 20-something girl who's famous for acting and singing pop songs, and now suddenly you're being pressured by, you know, millions of people to take a stance on an issue that what you say will literally change what people think about a foreign conflict, I would take that seriously too, and I would take a step back as well. She's actually doing the right thing, and to be punished so hard for doing the right thing is just wild to me. And again, if you get your opinions and you want other people to get their opinions based off of what pop stars put on their Instagram stories, we need to do some self-inventory and some societal inventory on why that is a massive problem. It is a huge problem to rely on celebrities who are famous for what some... I mean, like, look at Kim, Ka- Kim Kardashian. What is she famous for at this point? And these are the people that we're, like, looking to to give us stances on issues. Blows my mind, guys. <laughs> I can't. I, it was just such a clown world, clown world, honk honk moment for me that I just could not let it settle. So I'm going to, you know, take it back a notch now. Just had to get that out there. <laughs> And we're going to talk about something else. Now, uh, Mr. Beast, you all know him. Very big YouTuber, the biggest YouTuber who puts on, you know, videos that cost millions upon millions of dollars to to create where he does many different things. And you guys can check him out if you haven't heard about him. 
you probably have. <laughs> so he recently went on a podcast where he was talking about what it's like for him to date, to find a significant other. Of course, this guy is mega rich. He does his YouTube stuff. He has his whole Feastables business, which he sells chocolates. He's got his Mr. Beast Burger franchise. This guy's making a ton of money. So I, I guess it's it's of interest how he finds girls that he's willing to date and pursue a relationship with. And this one minute video, went super viral this is his response this, this wow. girl is beautiful and then go. but i have to go through the test because like i don't i don't really get along with women if like they don't love learning they're not obsessive they don't have a hobby they don't like their like there's just certain things where if you have these traits we get along really well yeah and if you don't like it's impossible for us to hang out yeah um so i had to put her through the ringer and start asking questions yeah. what do you do and then she was like i'm an author and i was like fuck yeah good she has a hobby and then we started talking and I just tried to get a feel if she likes learning, like, you know, whatever. What do you like to do? You know, sounds cringe, but you know, like what kind of content you consume. And it was more like documentary educational yeah. and like the type of stuff she does. And she has multiple degrees. You could tell she likes learning. Yeah. She's about to get a neuroscience degree just for fun, not Fire. even to get a job. Because like she invested in Bitcoin and did well, so she doesn't even like need it. And every, she was like checking all the boxes. And I had like these 10 things where like, if I meet a girl that's like beautiful and they have these 10 traits, like we're gonna be literally best friends. Right. Checked every single one of them. Nice I was feet, like, nice feet. Uh, <laughs> no, that was 11. Okay, I was gonna I can, like, gotcha, gotcha, I can gotcha. give on that one. Okay, so that went viral and people were like, this is so disgusting. He's putting the girl through the ringer that he's like trying to meet all these standards and he just wants some sort of like analytical robot or whatever. And then he, he sort of alludes to the fact or makes the, I think he's being serious that for dates, they'll do like IQ tests and take them and see how they can get them higher. And he just really likes a, a, a highly educated analytical woman. I mean, I'll admit it, it, it can sound a, a little strange. I think Mr. Beast is not known for being the most like socially suave individual. So th this totally makes sense to me that this is the type of woman that he's looking for. Somebody who is, you know, analytical, is trying to get educated uh, on things that they don't even like need a degree for. He seems very uh, one track mind on all of his endeavors, workaholic and is just constantly running and seems to stick to a very, you know, strict schedule when it comes to work and his own endeavors. So I imagine that's what you want from a woman that you are looking to date. But people were so up in arms about, you know, this sounds like borderline abusive. He's so judgmental. I can't believe he has such a long laundry list of what he's looking for from a, for a, a woman. But to me, I hear this and I'm like, yeah, well, that makes sense. If you're a, success, a successful man, this is what your life looks like. You probably want somebody who's going to embody that in some way, shape or form. Now, do I want to date somebody who wants to take IQ tests on dates? No. <laughs> or like, you know, sit and watch, you know, documentaries all day or whatever. Not my cup of tea. But if it's his, what's the problem? I don't see an issue. No, and having listened to Mr. Beast on like different podcasts and stuff, talking about his method and how to be successful on YouTube and whatnot, he's a very methodical person and he has risen to such success on YouTube by being able to examine processes, break things down, look at tens of thousands of thumbnails and study the little nuances that make things perform better and the pacing of your videos and all this stuff. And so it makes sense that I guess in his approach to relationships, maybe there's a little bit of that method methodical, obsessive nature when it comes to mapping out that process for himself. For mostly from everything I heard of what he said, I thought it was pretty 
innocuous, pretty normal. I mean, uh, to the degree that you're trying to, with these questions, investigate the character of the person that you are dating, uh, to the degree that you're trying to use this process to get to know them and, and you know, understand who they are. Uh, I don't think that that's problematic. It might be a little weird. And I don't know that I would say all of his preferences, like the IQ test thing does strike me as a little odd. Depends on how serious you're taking that. If it's like, you must reach this threshold of IQ in order for me to date you. Okay, that's weird. But if it's, if you want to, maybe you and your person you're dating both share an interest in the area of intelligence and you want to take these tests just to you know, look at the test and you're interested in that. Okay, maybe, you know, whatever. And like you said, he's looking for somebody who values learning. So overall, the overreactions to this really, I don't get it. I think it's pretty much uh, a nothing burger in my opinion. Yeah, I honestly think it's just the way he communicated it by saying like, there's like a list of 10 things that I'm looking and you need to check the boxes. So uh, that's what I'm looking for in a woman. Had he said, yeah, I I do these things, so I want a woman who matches that energy and likes to educate herself, people would not be batting an eye at that. I think it's just the awkward way in which he uh, communicated yeah. what he's looking for that really brought about all the outrage because he's like kind of views, people are saying he views his girlfriend like a worksheet. She just needs to, you know, check boxes. And then once she gets to number 10, she's good enough for him. Just chill out, y'all. I did like his question about what content you consume. I think that that's probably something that does say a lot about a person or at least would give insight into what they value, what they're spending their time on, what's influencing their thinking and all that. So I thought that was actually a really good question he had. Yeah, you know, I, I, I can totally get that. You, especially in the age of social media that we're in now, where you could be consuming like a bunch of garbage any on you know at any given moment to, to check in on, you know, what is it that you like to watch? What is it that fulfills you? What is it that brings you, you joy? Because that can now be a, a massive red flag. If somebody's like, yeah, I just scroll on, you know, TikTok or YouTube shorts or whatever for like 10 hours a day, probably not a one to date. They watch Amal Epinobi's live stream. That is a massive green flag, though. Green flag, yeah. Uh, now, lastly, we're going to get into this story with another Gomez, kind of, Tiffany Gomez, who was the woman who became famous after saying, you know, that mother effer right there is not real on her whole plane freak out. You'll remember the famous plane lady. She ended up going on a podcast and talking about what exactly happened. It was the Pardon My Take podcast. And uh, she sort of kind of described the story. It's kind of another nothing burger. But let's read some of what she said here. She says, the, the reason I probably haven't come out yet is that it's so cringe. Gomez explained that she got into a little bit of an altercation with another passenger and that it spiraled out of control. Quote, it was not my best moment. It was actually a horrible moment. Absolutely mortifying. How horribly mortifying, she said. Here's her on the podcast. And then she says, quote, they're making me look batshit. And given I did, I did look absolutely crazy. But no, I was in my feels. I needed to get that. I need, needed to get that off that. I was highly distressed. Not a good look. She said that the, the comment that she made about him not being real was actually aimed at the man whom she had uh, the argument with. And when asked what the dispute was about, she declined to provide details other than saying that she had given up her aisle seat because, quote, as you heard me saying, I'm only 5'2", in my little bratty ass voice, quote, there was really bad energy and I don't want to get into all the details in all of that 
As you know, it's ongoing. She added that it would have been, quote, way cooler, end quote, if she had actually seen something mysterious. Gomez says she didn't leave her home for four weeks after her meltdown, uh, which led to her being kicked off the plane. Now, as far as the, you know, that mother effer right there is not real, she claims that that was just a figure of speech and uh, that it wasn't really in reference to, you know, anything in particular not being real. But I don't know. To me, I'm like, first of all, who cares? Second of all, it just doesn't seem, none of this seems legit. But now she's on her whole influencer grind where she's now like an influencer on like X and stuff and posting like weird photos, weird post photos and stuff. I don't know. I'll, you, you know, secure the bag. Pull up her profile on X. That's, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I, that's a very disappointing thing. I mean, I was really hoping that she would claim that she saw like a lizard person or something um, just because that would have made the story so much better. But she's clearly uh, milking this viral moment. And she, it's, it's honestly a very impressive pivot, right? I mean, you go viral for looking like a psycho for lack of a better word and having this meltdown on a plane and all of a sudden she like issued this apology video like a week or two later and that was very serious and then posted like a kind of like playful like you know selfies and cool pictures and stuff and then finally she's like doing the big reveal a bunch of media early on was trying to get uh, her to say what she saw and she was like refusing and presumably because she wanted to package the story in the right way. I mean, she could teach a master class in, in PR, apparently, because she had something that was a very put her in a negative light. And now she's pivoted that into a blossoming uh, young influencer career. Yeah. And I, I'm like part of me is like with everything I see on the Internet. Did you just plan this to do exactly that? She is quoted in this article or as being a marketing guru. So I'm imagining that was what you were before this whole plane incident thing happened. So if you're some marketing guru, this is a really good way to market yourself and sort of get yourself a, a free career. It's a very extreme way to do that, getting kicked off a plane and possibly being on like a no-fly list after what you've done and that whole incident. But I wouldn't put it past somebody in today's time to do exactly that because here is her on her whole like influencer grind on x now she's posting stuff like i'm the stranger you lock eyes with at the airport and imagine a life together with this like weird you know photo man this is a wendy's <laughs> this is a wendy's <laughs> because what <laughs> because what what are you doing i don't know it's very strange uh you're probably never gonna get the story and she's just gonna like bait for the rest of her life. This straight up just looks like an AI photograph. I mean, like, this is just not looking, nothing. That photo right legit. there is not real. That photo right there is not real. Uh, yeah, so that's the update on, on Tiffany Gomez. We'll just see. Sorry, guys, we're bringing you the very important hard-hitting news today. Yes, we are. We started off strong, uh, and then, yeah. you know, we just wanted to soften, <laughs> soften <laughs> the storyline a little bit towards the end of the show. And with that, guys, we are going to get into your very real Super Chats. Those Super Chats right there are not mm -hmm. real. Uh, all right. Let's see. We had one that we missed on Wednesday. So I guess we should start with Chloe Nahara, uh, who said, I watch you day to day for a couple of years now from Anchorage, Alaska. Mm -hmm. And I've even talked about 
or talk to random moms at parks about how we both tune in regularly while watching the kids play casually. So keep it up. Oh, that is so sweet. That is so sweet. I hope you're watching right now. Thank you so much. I've always wanted to go to Alaska for just a small little trip just to see what it's like up there. I hear so many stories about what Alaska's like. So maybe one of these days. In the how does it feel winter. to know that moms at a park in Alaska are both happen to be independently watching your show and talking about you. Man, it's crazy. <laughs> it feels crazy. Every time I meet anybody who's watching the show or who, who has watched the show, it's just it opens up like, I don't know, like a parallel dimension in my mind. I can't I, I just imagine all the different lives of different people who tune in or like watch shorts or whatever. And it's just crazy to think that somewhere my face and voice is appearing, you know, separate of where I am right now. <laughs> Serendipitous. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Santana says, Happy Friday. He was our first super chatter of the day. So thank you, Daniel. Uh, The Lord Sephiroth says, Congrats on your independence and your new show. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Amma, do you know what Sephiroth is a reference to? No clue. Is it Lord of the Rings? If I'm, that's probably a good (laughs) guess coming from me, but if I'm guessing right or if I remember correctly, I think it's Final Fantasy VII. Oh. Which was like a PlayStation Two game, is where okay. I played it at least way back in the day. PlayStation One. Yeah. Let us know oh in the God. let us know in the chat. Is that where it's uh, from? Yeah, if I was right. Infinity Creation says, "Do you come across a lot of crazies in LA when you are out and about, seeing that your viewpoints are the complete opposite of LA's woke ideology, hmm. and do the angry liberals follow you around?" No, I've literally never had one uh, bad bad uh, encounter with people. Everybody that I meet who's like left leaning uh, they're like oh yeah i'm left leaning but i i kind of enjoy your show like uh, you you kind of like vocalize our opinions without being too hateful towards us which is the goal all the time for the most part so yeah i've never literally never once had a b- bad altercation knocking on wood after that <laughs> hopefully it stays yeah that those way. are our favorite comments is yeah. people who are like yeah i don't don't necessarily agree with you but i i can stomach watching you or enjoy watching you even uh, let's see. Cheesecake bro says, Hey, Hey there guys. What type of person is worse for society? Delusional cake 304 cheesecake 304. He still loves that video, man. Um, the on. cheesecake factory date 304 or that OnlyFans dinosaur from Wednesday. The correct answer is Amelus send back to the streets. Love you guys. <laughs> LOL. Uh, I'd say the OnlyFans. The woman who hid the OnlyFans from her husband is way worse yeah, than the worse. girl who wouldn't go to Cheesecake Factory. At least it's like, you're not what I'm looking for. We can move on. You can go on separate dates with other people who will take you elsewhere. You've just like completely destroyed your marriage. So that's a whole whole nother, you know, can of worms. Definitely the latter. Send her to the ranch. Send her to the ranch, brother. Back to the streets. Uh, <laughs> Karn T. Betrayer just sends super chat, no message. Thank you. Uh, Sound of Sarah says, as a military kid, a big problem I've seen is when people who have no idea how the military or wars work spout stupid statements and act superior. Yeah, I'm just like, how educated could you could you possibly be? How educated could you possibly be on the issue? And this is not to say, again, I have a stance on the issue. <laughs> uh, and uh, I know many other people who, who do. And uh, my stance happens to stand uh, in deep conflict with probably a lot of you who watch the show right now. But that's okay. You know, that's a totally fine thing to happen. But I can also admit that I would never want to be in the position of being the person 
who makes the call as to, you know, what happens in a lot of this stuff because I don't have full understanding. So until I have full understanding of like everything that I'm saying, how much weight my words carry, I will only speak to the things that I know, uh, you know, I can soundly speak about. That makes sense. Here, here. Uh, Diana Shu Willis just sends a super chat. No message. Thank you. Appreciate it. Just saying says for us who are close to the area, we couldn't care less about Selena's stance. The lack of proximity makes people think they know what war really is. Yep. And I think social media is exacerbating that as well. There's going to be there's a lot of it. And, you know, I get it. Like if our your social media feed right now, if you're following this conflict is horrendous. And I can get this drive to be like, I want everybody to speak, be, to be speaking about this right now. And I want them to take the stance that I have because I want, you know, less loss of life. And that is totally un an understandable and like very visceral feeling to have in this moment. But you do have to take a breath, step outside of yourself and that feeling to understand why somebody uh, might not do that right now. Uh, Ann Young says, why do people put so much emphasis on celebrity opinion anyway? They're not experts on world politics. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, why would you want somebody who's not fully educated to, like, come out and take a stance that's going to influence a bunch of other people who are not educated? Why? Just like, and if you can figure out a good sound answer to that, I'll, I'll hear you out. I'll hear you out. I just want to know why. Casey says, side note, Amala, where are your top slash tops from? So pretty. <laughs> I feel like every time you guys ask me where my tops from, it's from Fashion Nova. <laughs> every single time. It's they from Fashion Nova. They need to sponsor Nova. you if they're going to get know, shout out that real, much. I know, for real. They need to make, make me a Fashion Nova influencer. Mm -hmm. Somebody get in uh, contact. My shirt is a hand-me-down for my older brother if anyone was uh, Heck yeah. Love that. Flannel, so That's generational wealth. <laughs> Klebe Doomed says, in regards to, to, to yesterday's video, my boyfriend is the same height as me at 5'5 with long hair and a slim fit body. We get called ladies everywhere we go. And if we stopped every time like this person, we'd be so tired. We don't care. There you go. That's it. You got to like take... You got to take stock of how you look and how that might be perceived as other people and realize that sometimes people are going to make mistakes and misgender you, which is what happened in yesterday's video. For those of you who are unaware, this guy just goes around filming people misgendering him because he thinks he's a girl and makes social media content about it, which is just not OK. It's not OK. Deal with the fact that some people are going to make mistakes based on what your perception of yourself and the world's perception of yourself. And. The fact that they're not even making a mistake is the real, that's, that's the real kicker. <laughs> like they're literally identifying you as what you are. IQ says watching liberals, especially the alphabet people defend Hamas tells me that liberals have no principal standards or values. Leafs in the wind. Yeah, I'm a big, uh, there needs to be a separation. I don't think all of the, I don't even want to say liberal people because it's people across the aisle who are coming out and saying free Palestine are saying that because they support Hamas. I want to make that very clear. There's a difference between Palestinians and Hamas. There's a difference between Israelis and Zionists. And we, I won't get too deep into the weeds on the whole conversation. <laughs> Just to say this conversation requires nuance. And like if there's one thing we're missing right now, it's, it's always nuance. It's always nuance. Yeah. And I would say just it's incumbent on the people 
if you're going to voice your opinion, it's incumbent on you to make those distinctions, like distinguish between Jews and Israelis and Zionists and Palestinians and Hamas, like be precise with your language, because mm -hmm. if you're not and you leave ambiguity, then you're leaving room for what you're saying to be interpreted as justifying of things that you don't want to justify. Yep. So uh, Nine Tales 15 says, as a lover of history and currently working on getting a degree in history, it bothers me when people don't do their research enough into a country's history to understand what is really going on. Yeah, that this is like a, a super layered thing. And I could levy a bunch of criticism to uh, people who stand on either end of this conflict for not taking account of what has happened historically. That's all I will say. Uh, Christopher Alcine says, great content. Love how you mentioned all the other conflicts going on in the world that people don't mention. Did you hear about the famine in Yemen? I have not heard about the famine in Yemen. <laughs> There's see, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like you could pick... You could throw a dart at a world map right now and pick a humanitarian crisis that's happening in any place that you hit. And the fact that, like, we're all being pigeonholed into this, like, forceful push towards taking a stance on, you know, the one that we've decided is the most important blows my mind. Again, not to diminish what is happening, uh, but there's stuff happening everywhere. I was writing a list in like preparation for the show today of, of stuff that was going on. And I was just like, oh yeah. And that there, oh yeah. And that there, oh yeah. And that there also like I'm looking at social media on this iPhone that was probably made by somebody who is in some way, shape or form being forced to make it. Also, I'm wearing clothes right now. And probably all of you are, as you're watching this show that probably was touched by somebody who is also doing forced labor to make it. And also the product in my home all came from China where there is an active genocide happening right now and real life concentration camps and you you can spit in any direction and hit a humanitarian crisis and that's something that you have to like sit with the black pill on and realize that not only are these other things happening but we are actively contributing to them and then it kind of it cuts the legs off the high horse that you're you're sitting on doesn't it? It does indeed. Uh, I, so, you know, we all must work to humble ourselves. Don't 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 make somebody else humble you or focus on humbling other people. Humble yourself on these stories. Uh, Zariah White says, I'm so excited to watch live for the first time. I believe everyone des deserves to decide for themselves, especially in political situations, without being bullied into bias. Yeah, none of this would exist without social media. None of it. None of it. And if you had somebody who, like, for some reason, like you're in school or your family member is bullying you to take a stance, you could just be like, I'm going to I'm going to step out there's the door and I'm going to leave and you wouldn't have to deal with it. So now it's like we we really trick our brains into thinking that like every single message from an anon on social media is somehow real and somehow going to like deeply affect us. And it will affect you mentally if you allow it to. And probably even if you don't allow it to, it will subconsciously affect you in some way. But just like the plain lady said, that mother effer right there is not real. <laughs> Uh, Joshua DeNoyer says, hey, I just wanted to say seeing young conservatives like you and Brett Cooper make me hopeful for the American future, and I hope it continues to grow. Also, Taylor, thank you for pronouncing my name correctly last time. Oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah, I guess I am. I am. Uh, 
I'm, I'm like, we'll maybe do a whole episode on uh, political labels one day and where, where we're going. I'm, I'm certainly conservative on, on many an issue. And, uh, you, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting anti-label in this next era. <laughs> in my next era, in my, in my next glow up, my political glow up. I think <laughs> we're going labelless because it just comes uh, with, with so much weight. I, I've, I've kind of even lost sight of what it even means to be a conservative because there's so many people with so many different uh, opinions. And I don't think I've ever, it's ever been exacerbated or like, a light has ever been shined on it more than it is now with how many people I see on the internet that I like really, really disagree with who happen to have the same like political label as, as me. It's really interesting. And I'm wondering mm. if you guys experience that too. W w whatever label you have for yourself, are you seeing a bunch of people right now that have the same label and you're like, that's not vibing with me. You know the left is going through it because there's a whole lot of woke stuff happening and people don't agree with that and now they're having to like reconcile and relook at their labels and where to go i'm about to go labelless mm -hmm. i mean I, we, we've been saying we're not about the labels for a while but yeah, yeah there's all this gatekeeping too about like oh if you're a true conservative then you need to do x y and z and believe x y z mm -hmm. it's like well maybe i don't want to be a true conservative if that's how you're framing it yeah it doesn't mean i don't have lowercase c conservative leaning sympathies exactly you know, in a lot of these i'm conservative but, with a lowercase c <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's like that's what i like the i think colin right you say ask me what i think about a topic and i'll tell you yeah like that's that's my favorite yeah um all right ray h says selena gomez has always seemed reasonable like a reasonable person to me and i love that she isn't advertising a polarizing opinion on social media nor bowing down to the mob First one to do so in a while. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes she's, she's uh, you know, a famous one for just deleting her social media and then popping back up and deleting it and popping back up. And I say there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to take a break for yourself because this is your life at the end of the day. You are not like some conduit for other people. It's your life. Uh, yeah, delete your social media. And she's even getting hate for that of like, how dare you delete your social media on a time like this? I'm just like... You can't, you can't do anything right. You breathe the wrong way today and people want to cancel you for it. Oh my goodness. British Birdie says, glad I could catch the show live today. Mum took me to the cinema for my birthday, which was yesterday. Oh, that's fun. Also, as always, love your outfit, Amala. Oh, thank you so much. What did you go see at the movies? I'm curious. I'm waiting patiently for Hunger Games uh, Ballad of Songbird and Snakes to come out because I'm going to be there when it releases on that day to watch that movie. Even though my girl, you know, I'm, I'm, I hope there's a redemption arc for Rachel Zegler and she truly picks up this role and runs with it. This does seem to be a role that she does appreciate and she seems to really like The Hunger Games. So we will see because this is such a like pivotal part of my like teenhood and growing up and love that book series to, you know, the fullest extent. So hopefully they carry it in this last iteration of the the books hmm. i was looking forward to killers of the flower moon but now i heard it's like three and a half hours and i'm hearing mixed things so that's like the new leo scorsese yeah one. i've heard but, it's really good i don't know i haven't heard hmm. any bad stuff yet but we'll see i'm probably gonna wait till it's out so i can like spread it across a few days because i don't feel like sitting in a theater for nearly four hours straight four hours <sighs> that's it's gone like, with the wind I, it's over three i know that much wow 
Uh, Oatmeal says, happy Saturday Eve. Hope y'all are having a good day. We are indeed. It's been a good one. I'm very high energy today, if you cannot tell. Taylor was like, what is going on with you? <laughs> like, Did you have another matcha latte today, an extra one? <laughs> I was like getting ready for the Doja show. Because you went to Doja Cat last night. I did. And I, I went... thought you'd be tired today. Yeah, no. I went and You're saw like... Doja Cat last night, and it was so good. She is like such a killer performer. Uh, this girl named Dochi, or at least her stage name is Dochi, opened up for her amazing amazing performance uh i like love rap music my best friend risa and i really love female rap as well so to watch them perform was awesome also doja cat's name is amala which i've never met another amala in my life let alone seeing a celebrity with the name amala so that's pretty cool so i'm like i'm glad that the person who shares my name is dope as shit <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Casey says, touching on the last live, do you remember when Jenna Marbles canceled herself for her Nicki Minaj impersonation? I wondered what your thoughts are on that. No, and I don't I don't remember that. It was just so weird because I've like I was on, on on OG YouTube and I watched a lot of Jenna Marbles. Uh, but I I don't know, maybe I've mental blocked that happening. It's just so ridiculous. Jenna Marbles is like and she's good now. I mean, like everybody who knows OG YouTube knows Jenna Marbles, even though she's sort of like seen herself out, but Everybody knew that was, you know, she's comedy and that and that's what she does and that's her whole thing. It's fine, you know. I think all's all's fair when you're, you know, just trying to be funny and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Case in point, our our Halloween uh, discussions this week. Mm-hmm. People talking about cultural appropriation costumes and Khloe Kardashian's Bratz costume yeah. was appropriating black bodies. It's like, get out of here. Get, get out, out of, here. of here. Just get over it. Uh, Sun Tzu Me says, first live, first super chat, love the show. So I think taking offense on behalf of another culture is a, the most offensive kind of appropriation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. there's Thank an you. argument to be made there, and there's a lot of people doing that these days. So maybe that's something to explore. That's that's certainly, uh, you know, you've got strong evidence for your, your claim. Yeah, it's like savior complex. Like, oh, they're so weak. That they need me to step in mm-hmm. and be their white knight defender. It's actually very demeaning, infantilizing, whatever. And they almost never want it. They almost right. never want it. Sandy G says, someone I truly respect said, your opinion isn't always valuable. Sometimes you should just sit down and learn. It makes me, it still makes me pause before speaking. Yeah. I'm, and I'm like very similar, I think, in that regard. And You'll know when when things first started happening with this conflict in particular, we came and, and did a live about this because there was um, you, there was nothing else you could talk about at, at the time. It was just what was happening, and we kind of took the stance of okay, let's let's air out you know both sides of this and admit like a start of the show. My opinion on this does not matter, so do not let it like color your world. You can leave it saying like okay, here's what Amala thinks about this given issue, but I'd much rather you take in you know. Uh, another source uh, and specifically you know people who are actively dealing with it primary sources and while my opinion from that initial stream has definitely developed and changed as more things have have happened again i'm like i don't want me to be the 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 stick in the road that makes you go in in either direction you guys can educate yourselves like you're, you you everybody can do that and and figure out where they stand based on their own their own values. Uh, let's see. Ed Rubin says, Amala, please help me find a conservative gay husband 
that is as cool as Taylor. Cool stream. Happy to catch it live. Hope you all have a great weekend. A conservative gay husband that is as cool as Taylor. What can I recommend for that? Um, Log Cabin Republicans. Isn't that a thing? Isn't that like, aren't they the gay, gay conservatives? I don't know. First time I, hearing of it. I think there's but. something called the Log Cabin Republicans, and I think they are gay conservatives. I don't know if they have, like, different branches in different states and cities that you can, like, link up with. But, yeah, I don't know how exactly you get there. I guess you're just going to have to go on dates and uh, and see how you feel uh, and see if you can find somebody who shares your values. There are a lot of conservative gays. Uh, there yeah. are a lot. So there, there's no shortage. It's a phenomenon. Gays against groomers. Heard of that one on yeah, uh, on exactly. Twitter. Join their Facebook groups or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. Rinye Labelle says, hey, Amala, admire you so much and happen to agree with you 99% of the time. I live in Boston and all my friends are self-declared communists. Wow. Hey. Uh, watching you makes me feel sane again. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And I'm glad you, you're you're managing to be friends with people who you disagree with. And it seems like in a very in a very strong sense. That's kind of cool. I, I'd be interested to see what your get togethers are like when uh, certain topics come up. <laughs> but I'm glad that we can uh, make you feel sane. How far Boston has fallen from having the Sons <laughs> of Liberty to the communists. Mm hmm. Alas, uh, Tatum Reed says, uh, hi, in 2014, Selena posted a picture on her social media that said, pray for Gaza in 2014. There you go. And maybe maybe things have shifted tidbit. and changed. I can also grant that um, I think there are many celebrities and public figures who do have very strong opinions uh, and really do know how they feel on the issue, but are just not going to put that out publicly. And that's OK, too. Uh, and maybe she's and that one of those applies people. to lots of issues, by the way. Lots of issues. Lots. I can't tell you how many times. So funny. I was um, I'll actually tell a quick story. I went out with my best friend, Risa, my boyfriend, John, and we uh, were out at a bar one night or whatever. And a I think a or B list celebrity, we shall call him, walked up to me and was like, hey, I follow your stuff. I don't follow it publicly, but, you know, I really agree with everything that it is, everything that you say. And, you know, thank you for doing what you're doing or whatever. And this guy, you can literally drive around L.A. He's on a freaking billboard in, in L.A. Uh, and nobody is going to go and chastise him for not taking a public stance on anything because you'd never know. He doesn't say anything. So it's like there's a lot of celebrities, public figures or whatever, who just, you know, zip it up and, you know, just follow what their own personal passions are. And nobody hates on them for doing it because you can't because you don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. So the fact that she even came forward and said, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this. And right now, all of what I'm thinking is just leading me to caring about innocent lives being lost, which includes like the innocent lives on whatever side you're on. So it's just crazy that people are upset. AVJR says, you're right about humility, Amala. I don't understand everything that's going on in the world. My perspective changes over time. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your stream. Yep. And as everybody's does and should, you know, as new information comes out or as new things happen, you would expect a little bit of shifting or at least slight swinging of the pendulum as you you hear new things, uh, which has happened to me. It's happened to many others. And that's the thing. Like, I, I think 
a lot of celebrities might have, you know, in when this initially started happening, come out and said, you know, this is a horrible thing that has happened in Israel, which it absolutely was. What Hamas did was absolutely atrocious and egregious. And they come out and say that. And then you are held to that opinion now in the wake of everything else that is happening. And you can say what Hamas did is horrific and egregious, and they should have never done that. And you can also look at a humanitarian crisis that is happening right now. And, you know, possible war crimes and say that that is not okay either. You can hold both opinions at the same time. And I don't think that is talked about enough either. You see all these uh, news interviews. Like I watch all of the stuff that Piers Morgan puts out about uh, Palestine versus Israel. And every time he has a, a Palestinian, uh, you know, advocate on or, or representative on, he says, can you condemn Hamas? And I get that, like, politically and, and press-wise, that can be sort of a trick to absolve all the other stuff that's happening right now. But you can most certainly say, yes, I condemn what happened on October 7th, but I also condemn what is happening right now in Gaza and the West Bank. That's okay to think both of those things at the same time. And the fact that, like, people are being forced to pick one or the other, or if you support Palestinians, you're, you're, you support Hamas, or if you support Israel, you're, you're a Zionist or whatever. Crazy, crazy guys. It's crazy. Clown, clown world. Timothy Macarino says, thank you for taking a stand against the woke left. They cancel anyone these days. I'm no longer a lib, but I'm definitely leaning right way more now. Hey, that's cool. You know, wherever, wherever it is that you are, we're glad that you're here to have the discussion. Fantasy Faces says, I adore you. You're so intelligent and you articulate the things I feel so eloquently. I live in Cali. My friends are left. You make me feel less alone. Oh, thank you. Oh, I, I love to hear from people who are, you know, like have like friends and people that they care about that they disagree with. I think that's really, really cool. And I'm so glad that like in this time of division where people are cutting off people for their toxic political opinions and all this stuff or whatever, that you guys are managing to find people that you can relate to in some other way that has nothing to do with how they think politically. I think that is really a beautiful, beautiful thing. Leon says, uh, hey, Amla, I've been watching you since Will and Amla Live Days. You and Taylor have gotten me through some hard times, and I'm eternally grateful to you. Oh, thank you. We're always here for you guys, <laughs> at least. Oh, at the very least. Today. It really is. We are... We are uh, you know, at the risk of sounding like a parasocial relationship, we are here for you guys on the Internet in this in this small way where we come together and, you know, talk about what's going on in the world. Yeah, appreciate you. Uh, British Birdie again says we watched Trolls Band together. Made me very happy and hyped watching it. I love the Trolls movies. Also <laughs> love the way you said my name, Taylor. <laughs> British Birdie. Ooh, we love the way you say your name. Um, we had a... We had a, I had a friend in high school who really, really loved the Trolls movie and would just like watch them on repeats. So I have that experience with the one. Trolls movie. I don't remember the plot whatsoever, but it was just constantly in the background whenever I would hang out with this friend. Uh, but I hear they're really good. I know like Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick voice some of the Trolls or whatever. And uh, it's a star-studded celeb list, I guess. Timberlake's canceled now. I guess so. Canceled by Britney. I was, 
I was not allowed to dress up as Timberlake for Halloween this year, even though my wife was Britney Spears, you as just, she always you is. You just don't want to so. come with a whatever whatever that infers about you or whatever that insinuates <laughs> about you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fresh Start says, hey, did you miss me? Couldn't make the live lately. Regarding misgendering, uh, mm-hmm. I am female and at work, pe- clients call me sir all day and we just laugh it off. If anything, it gives me more power, LOL. Yeah, there you go. It's like, okay, that little weird thing that happened, you know, we move on from it. It's literally just an, oh, oops. That's all it should be. Oh, oops. Move oops. on. I have it happen, like I told Amla, I have it happen on the phone sometimes. Like people call or like roll call in school because Taylor's a unisex name and people would just go with the female first and call me. Or like mm-hmm. one time I got an email, a work email, and it was like, hey, ladies, like me and another girl copied <laughs> addressing us. So it was like, yeah. So I called their manager and got them fired immediately. <laughs> you go. No, it just happens. Say la vie. <laughs> uh, okay. Cheesecake Bro again says, hey, guys, long story short. If you can't find a red flag with someone, then yes, that is a red flag. 304 was saying everything a guy wants to hear and then asked me for money. Take notes, man. Go RP or go home. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if, if you can't find a red flag with somebody, that doesn't make mean that it's a red flag. That's, that's not that's not the hard and fast rule there. It just means that you need to get to know them further and maybe things will pop up, which is exactly what happened. So that's OK. And you said there was no red flags, but that, you know, you, he had a previous super chat where we talked about it. And it was like yellow flag. Proceed with caution. You don't yes. know everything yet. So could be. A 304, as you say, or it could be somebody who's a good prospect and yes. they show their true colors. We, so good thing you still had yeah. your guard up. We all present ourselves in the best light when we are just getting to know somebody and especially somebody who we want to date. So I think everybody is, uh, you know, guilty uh, when it comes to doing that. Send her back to the streets. <laughs> Uh, Ren Amaya says, uh, it's kind of crazy that I have friends that are on Hamas's side simply because they are POC, like Israelis can't be POC. It's just, I, I don't know. It needs nuance. I, I, I would, I will grant that there are probably some leftists that are actively saying I support Hamas. Like we watched right after this all started happening where BLM posted like the little paragliders or whatever and said, you know, this is a fight for freedom. Those people, I have nothing to give them, say to them, whatever. It's just, that it's, it's a ridiculous take in my opinion. But leave room for left-leaning people who are in support of, of Palestinians, but not in support of Hamas because there are a lot of them um, and I don't want to mischaracterize those who do have that stance. So unless somebody like straight up tells me I support Hamas, <laughs> I'm going to give room for, you know, other other opinions. And while there are certainly people who straight up support Hamas, that's just wild to me. Wild. Anna M. Linz says, hey, Amal and Taylor, uh, love listening during work. I love the takes you both have on important matters. Thank you. Also, Taylor, sorry to hear about your lack of trick-or-treaters. It <laughs> snowed in Wisconsin on Halloween, so none here either. Tragic. It's early snow. That's so sad. But, no trick-or-treaters, yeah. man. We had a whole, if you missed it, we had a whole thing about how we're despairing of humanity and the state of our society where trick-or-treating is, seems to be dying off. 
Yeah. But alas. One of the simple um, joys in life. <laughs> I appreciate your sympathies in this difficult time. St. <laughs> yeah. Jerome says, hey, I was at Doja Cat's concert too, and it was great. I wish oh. I could have seen you. I was in Mexico City for uh. <laughs> Dia de los Muertos. And uh, I thankfully made it in time. This was a great way to end my Halloween week. Oh, man, that's so awesome. Yeah, if you if you had seen me at that concert, I was just like dancing, screaming, yelling the lyrics. Uh, that would have been that would have been a fun time to meet <laughs> a lot of you. I always meet some of you in like so such like strange circumstances. I'll go out dancing with my best friend and somebody will be like, I'm like, you know, out on the dance floor or whatever. And somebody's like, aren't you? Aren't you that girl who makes YouTube videos? <laughs> and I'll just be like, oh, yep, yeah, that is that is me. And we'll talk for a little bit and then just go right back, right back Never to it. Never heard of her. Never <laughs> met her. If you saw me, no, you didn't. <laughs> uh, British Birdie, one more time. I think this is our last one. It says, I think they're great. The troll movies, good characters, fun stories, and it's a lot of just what I enjoy warms my inner child. I was low-key oh. dancing a lot of the time, and my mom was smiling at me a lot. That's nice. I love that. We love these little small moments of joy that we get in our our lives, something that like reignites childhood. Uh, it's often lost on us. I feel like adults are encouraged to like always be adults and, you know, lose that like childhood wonder that you once had. But anytime you get the chance to reignite that, take it, take it guys. And uh, don't feel judged for doing it. And I think it's a good note to end out on today's show. A nice high point. <laughs> reignite your childlike wonder in a time where it feels like it is often lost. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live, which is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. Plus, we post videos for you guys every single day. Tomorrow, I'm going to be reacting to some crazy woke TikToks that I've found scouring the internet. So I'm excited for you guys to see that. It's going to be a fun one. And I hope that you all have a fantastic weekend. Let me know what your weekend plans are in the comments after we end the live. Hopefully... You'll find some time this weekend to do exactly what I said, reignite a little bit of that childlike wonder that we all once had that the world beat out of us. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for watching, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.